So welcome everyone uh, to this EPP group talk here in the European Parliament uh, in Strasbourg on cohesion. Uh, what is cohesion? Uh, well, it is the billions in funding that the EU uh, provides uh, to develop regions, to correct imbalances, especially in the green and digital transitions, to make sure that we're all developing as we should across uh, the EU uh, 27. And joining us to discuss this is Isabel Benjumea from Spain. Isabel, you are the vice chair of uh, the Regional Development uh, Committee. Uh, you were a tourism entrepreneur yourself, so that's, you're speaking from experience. Um, uh, and uh, Pascal Arimont uh, of Belgium, a Regional Development Committee uh, as well, uh, heavily involved in the Repower EU negotiations. That's important to, to point out because we're talking about energy prices and how to deal with the, the energy uh, shocks that we're dealing with right now. And, and Frank Bogovic of Slovenia, Regional Development Committee, also very involved uh, in the policy there and on uh, smart villages we want to talk nice. about we want to talk about that let's begin uh, with uh, Isabel um, as the vice chair of the committee uh, the Reggie committee um, can you give us a quick pitch on the cohesion policy why it's important for the average European in the cohesion policy it's the DNA of the European policy hmm. I mean I come from a country that if you look back 40 years back and, and you look at how is it now most of the main changes that it has uh, uh, suffered in terms of infrastructure, in development of opportunities, development of the rural areas, are thanks to the cohesion policy. Cohesion policy means investments, means uh, opportunity, means also something that is very important to create community among different regions around the European Union and to right. build the European spirit. So cohesion policy, it's essential. <laughs> For the meaning of the European Union, and it has been, and it needs to continue to be, the, the tool to provide equal opportunities to all the citizens, no matter where they live be, uh, within the European Union. And over this uh, 20, 20, 21 to 27 budget plan, how much is that? It's hundreds of billions, isn't it? It's a lot of money, hundreds of yeah. billions that come from the taxpayers, something that I always like to <laughs> acknowledge. I mean, yeah. public money comes from taxpayers. And it's very well used because it's invested in the local communities, on the local entities, in those regions that are in the need of more investment. And mm. which is more important, are also invested directly on SMEs, on entrepreneurs, on those yeah. who are creating jobs. So uh, uh, there's now a huge debate whether or not that's old EU policy or whether it should continue as it is. I'm a big, big defender of the cohesion policy. Mm -hmm. I think it's essential for the development of the European project and it can easily, easily leave with other great initiatives as the RRF, which is the recovery fund, recovery fund, or any other initiative. But we really need to stick to the values and to the purpose of the cohesion policy. Okay, let me uh, go to uh, Frank, uh, because uh, if you could tell us uh, where cohesion policy works on the ground where you are in Slovenia. You're an ex-mayor yes. on a border <clears throat> town on the Slo in Slovenia uh, obviously, this idea, as Isabel was talking about, cohesion between the different regions and, and that the borders, in a sense, need to fall when you think about development, right? Yeah, thanks. Uh, Internal yeah. borders. Yes, I, I was mayor 13 years, between yeah. 1998 and 2011. It means in the time when Slovenia was not member of the European Union, and then pre-accession period and also full member. So I have experiences uh, through this. And I can really say, as Isabel said, 
cohesion policy is the glue of uh, European mm. Union because through cohesion policy there are these principles of solidarity so that more developed parts of Europe help to develop less developed part of Europe and also subsidiarity. As mayor, it was necessary to understand uh, what are goals of cohesion policy, on time prepare projects mm -hmm. and then be active on this. And we work really a lot in uh, many fields. Uh, it was uh, very concrete about uh, water supply ah. and also wastewater treatment. Yeah. Then another environmental uh, policy about uh, communal wastes. There is also big support for European Union. Mm -hmm. And then we develop also on other topics, uh, renovation of cultural uh, things about castles or something like this. And uh, what was also very important in my municipality, we built uh, fiber broadband connection for all citizens, also ah. for farmers on high, 800 meters high mm. through help of European money and invest our money. Is that, is that part of that small village, smart village? Yes, that's, that's, that's a precondition. Connectivity Excellent. is precondition. And so uh, what I always say, what uh, Isabel also said, for rural areas, it's very important that you build uh, uh, quality infrastructure and you mm. prepare jobs. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, in agriculture, we made 300 hectares irrigation system with help of Europe, European Union yeah. and business zones and other things. So that's true, as Isabel said, Europe is uh, the best continent also because of uh, cohesion policy. Yeah, uh, and, and Pascal, you're in the German-speaking part of Belgium. You represent that, that part. Uh, then obviously this idea about how, uh, in, in a sense, the borders need to fall. You think about that regional development that, in, that includes also Germany, Luxembourg, Belgium. Um, how is that working on the ground in your region? Firstly, I, I, I would like to, to underline that um, the, the cohesion policy is, is the, the most important part in the European budget, 392 billions. Mm. This is a huge amount of money that we invest in regions on the local level, on the regional level. Where I live, I live on three borders. Yeah. Um, we have created areas where we um, um, work together, where we create uh, infrastructure together. Mm. Um, like, for instance, what kind like, of like, for instance, in the, in, in, the, in the field of energy, in the yeah. field of uh, social policy, in the field of mm. uh, police cooperation. Mm. There is, for instance, one building on the two sides of the border mm. where policemen from three countries work together. Right. And they are working so in, in a way uh, together that they do not need any more European help, European mm -hmm. money mm -hmm. to continue that collaboration. So this yeah. is um, the, the, the principal idea is to get investment done in, 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 in the regions. And um, this investments should foster uh, growth and jobs, should foster cooperation tools mm -hmm. and that they can live without European money. We, we are there to, to, to put money on the ground, to, right. to get it done, and then it should work without European money. Now, but at, at the moment, things have changed. I mean, we, we developed these budgets for seven years, we planned them years ahead, and now we're facing an energy crisis. How do we rejig that kind of the budgeting that we have for the Recovery Resilience Fund, for the Cohesion Fund? Uh, how do we, what do we do now, Isabel? Uh, to adjust for that and to, to relieve the some of the concerns that, uh, that a lot of Europeans have right now. One of the, the things that the European Union has proven 
during the last year is the capacity to react mm. and to come with solutions to the real problems of people. Yeah. We saw it with the reaction on COVID, COVID. with the vaccines, and yeah. then we've seen it with the, with the development of the RRF in a very short period of time. There Recovery was resilience facility, mm -hmm. they call it. The next yeah. generation EU funds. Yeah. So, so 700 billion. Yeah. And, yeah, and we were able to develop the plan very fast to be able to take the decision to go into the markets and find the money to fund the, the fund mm -hmm. and, and to identify the priorities for the investments with the idea to help the economies to recover after the impact of COVID. Right. Now, in a very short period of time, we have the, the struggles, consequences of the invasion of Russia in Ukraine yeah. and, the, and the energy crisis and inflation. And now, right now, and Pascal is, uh, is, is our expert on, on, on this field, mm. we are trying to reach, uh, define a new uh, a, a tool, which is Repower EU, yeah. and to find the resources to put the right money into the right place to solve the problems of energy, energy costs. Yeah. And that money can come from the RRF, and now there's a debate if some of the funds from the from the cohesion should the member states have the chance to use it as well. It's a legitimate uh, uh, discussion that we're having, and we're yeah. saying there's enough resources, we can use some others, but we shouldn't blame cohesion to and lose the capacity of investment on the local and regional areas to fund this alternative uh, right. tool that we are right now in the process of developing. Okay, so while we're on that thought about repower, Tell us about that. How, how is that? How is repower being maybe rejigged at the moment so that uh, we really we yes. address some of the concerns of, of now? Absolutely. Right. Uh, repower is, is the third tool to help people in times of crisis. We had the financial crisis. Money came from cohesion. We had the pandemic. Mm. Money came from cohesion to help quickly people on the ground. Now we have that, that energy supply crisis. We are missing a two to yeah, 1,500 terawatt hours of gas, mm. Russian gas. So we have to build up an infrastructure right. um, within a few months yeah. in order to get done um, uh, and get rid of this problem. And the European Commission came up with a proposal for about um, 300 billion euro. Um, and one part of that 300 billion euro will come perhaps from a cohesion policy. And we are trying to negotiate how that money could and should be spent. Mm. It's a short-term investment that has to be uh, financed. And um, this is a difficult question because normally um, investment in infrastructure for energy are long-term investments. Yeah. Here we have to act quite very rapidly, fast. Yeah. very fast. And we are trying to do that. Normally, such kind of, of files are negotiated during months. We had to do it in three weeks. Mm -hmm. So, And therefore, we are trying to... To, 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 yeah, to get money uh, into that file, into that program, yeah. but to spend it in a way mm -hmm. that cohesion policy will remain um, and will not, yeah, afterwards, uh, that people could say, we do not need cohesion money because we do it in another way and we do it without a region, we do it without uh, the, the local authorities. Mm. I so, want that um, the money will yeah. be spent um, in the method that we defined before, okay. but in the fast track procedure. Fast track. So concretely, what does that mean? What kinds of energy, what kinds of infrastructure do we need we to, have to build up now, five yeah, minutes we, ago? We have to build up um, um, uh, terminals for LNG. We have to build up interconnectors between countries because what we see is an, an, an energy market in Europe who is still organized in 27 uh, different um, regions and silos. So we have to interconnect <coughs> all those things and we have to build up, and this is quite important, 
renewable energy sources. Yeah. Because we have to replace gas that could be done by renew renewable sources. And therefore, we have to invest now in the next two years uh, really much money to have that, to replace that gas that we are missing, actually. Okay. Um, on the ground then, uh, for, for you, Frank, what, what do you see in terms of uh, address? We're going to we're facing a cold winter ahead. How do we address that? <clears throat> yes, uh, like uh, colleague said, uh, cohesion policy is driver of changes. Yeah. You know, I know when I was mayor, we observed what are goals, what are vision, what is the vision of Europe on different topics, and then we also rethink about our vision. And many times it means that. Uh, we give money from, uh, we get money from cohesion policy, but we invest also other public money for local budgets, for regional budgets. Mm. And what is also very important is driver also for private sector. Mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to change the society in a, a low carbon society, we will spend a lot of money. Yeah. And money from, also money from people, money from companies and uh, some, Figures are that only about 15% of this money will be public money. It means uh, yeah. European other money will be private. Yeah. And, uh, so, private so it's a big yeah. responsibility also of cohesion money and other money yeah. to target the right goals. And uh, here we come to these uh, concrete projects on the, on the ground. Yeah. For example, as I said, I was mayor at that time. We uh, built, uh, made a lot on... Uh, uh, energy efficiency, mm -hmm. energy efficiency of public housing, how, uh, public uh, buildings, so uh, insulation. schools, insulations, yeah. uh, and other heat systems, mm -hmm. uh, renewable on, on the roof or something like this. Yeah. Uh, these are these are these are very important. Uh, a lot of in Slovenia, from country from which I am, we have uh, our country 60% covered by forests, so uh, wooden biomass is also a good source and also make uh, society more uh, re uh, more resilient uh, either mm -hmm. on private level or mm -hmm. other things also as country as primary energy which is in in uh, in the country so these are very important topic and as i said it's very mm -hmm. important to know that this is we we speak about billions but at the end of the day this is all only a smart, small part of the money of mm -hmm. the money yeah. but it's important that we go in the right direction that we are driver of changes also through this through these policies which are behind uh, behind cohesion policy and uh, other uh, recovery and resilient fund and other things so so, so we can help yeah in in in, in that direction um uh, isabel what about for uh, small and medium uh, enterprises and and that that frank was mentioning that uh, most of this investment is going to have to come from the private sector to make this uh, energy transition, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think we, we need to acknowledge two things regarding SMEs and, the, and the small entrepreneurs. First of all, is that they have a limited capacity to overcome to this situation of raising of the prices. So mm. they are facing the day-to-day -day, uh, crisis with more difficulties than the large companies. So that's something that we need to acknowledge. That means we need to react fast and yeah. bring the solutions very, very urgently into exactly. the table. But then on the other hand, are the small um, uh, entrepreneurs and the small and medium-sized uh, companies usually the ones that are innovating the most, mm. that are developing those uh, technologies, those capacities that perhaps are the ones that we need to overcome this crisis situation. Mm -hmm. So they need to also be receptors of big investment in order to develop their technologies and to be able to offer to the markets. And how can we achieve that? With a yeah. public-private cooperation. We yeah. need to be able to 
invest accordingly, have public money invest into the private companies, but also bring private investment into the projects that we need now to the current problems that we have. To share the and risk. And cohesion way, yeah. has been a good example for that mm. for many, many, many decades. I mean, there's been a huge public investment, but there's also been private investment going hand in hand with the public investment mm. and with the next generation funds, with the recovery and resilience uh, fund. That's also an alternative. So it's essential that we also bring the private investment into bringing the, the solutions into the into the table. And I'm a big believer on the role that the private sector has to, to play in this, in this very complex crisis, because they are the ones who have the technology, they've got the knowledge, they've got the talent, and we need to really uh, join forces right now. How are, they, how are SMEs dealing with this, um, the issue that uh, these energy prices are several times higher for many of them? Some how, of them how can are, we help them on that? Is that well, possible? Well, there are several ways of helping them. First of all, is trying to uh, give them a way a exits uh, to the energy cost in terms of tax incentives or uh, mm. of uh, or or a tax a, a reductions of the of the cost of energy. Mm -hmm. Then perhaps uh, giving them the the capacity to reduce the cost the, the extra cost that they are paying in their taxes that they have to pay at the end of the each of the terms. One, one very important very important thing is to understand that uh, one of the consequences of the crisis energy that we have is the rise of the inflation yeah. and that means that the public uh, the governments are being able to get more money through through the taxes so now perhaps yeah. is the time to give them reductions and to give them incentives so that they can cope with it and then mm -hmm. one many other, one very important thing also is to develop the right policies to lower the price of the energy and yeah. also as Pascal was saying, we really need to focus on the alternatives on energy. Yeah. Renewable energy is a huge, huge option. But also, we, we and we've voted today as well, we need to think also on a, thinking about nuclear or any other source of energy that may allow to a lower the price of the energy. Mm -hmm. Pascal, can we continue with that, uh, that idea about how do we address those high energy prices right now for, for, for uh, consumers and also for businesses? Yeah, in, in my view, we have to redesign for a time period on the market design. So we have to intervene in that market, in mm. my view, uh, concerning the gas market, because um, the, the gas market is in, is in trouble, it's not normal. So we have to shortly intervene on that market mm -hmm. in order to get the prices down, because this is the most important thing, because the, the electricity price is, is linked to that gas price. So we have to do that. And then we have to help enterprises or even households by getting money to the households because they will have a bill three, four times higher than before. Right. Most of the households can't afford that, so we have to help them and we have to help enterprises in order to uh, help them to be alive. Yeah. Otherwise, they will close and we will lose not only yeah, the enterprise, we will lose the jobs and we will lose the money. So right. putting money into the market now is the right way to do. It has to be done by the member states, helped by the European Union, helped, mm -hmm. for instance, by cohesion policy. Yeah. Uh, Frank, on the smart villages, uh, any other examples that you can give on the energy side that, uh, that, that can be done through the Recovery Resilience Fund uh, or through the, uh, the cohesion fund? How can, how can that help advance yeah. that right now? Yeah, when we speak about smart villages, we speak mostly about rural areas. And yeah. in rural areas, we have a lot of opportunities in renewables, for example. Mm. Uh, solar, wind, 
uh, wooden biomass. So mm -hmm. this is a big opportunity, uh, and uh, in we know that in last years. Uh, uh, there is more and more solar on the roof, uh, and uh, yeah. it uh, reduces costs uh, costs for the for the household, and also uh, some people can get some money back. Mm -hmm. But when we come to this crisis, as uh, Arimon said, I fully agree with him. Uh, we cannot solve this problem with subsidies and uh, help of. S we mm. must help at on short term. Yeah. But this is such a big amount of money. We can we 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 said there is uh, 390 billion for seven years for EU 27. Germans said they will invest 200 billion in short term half of yeah. whole cohesion policy. So these figures we have we cannot solve this problem. This so this problem must be solved with uh, with uh, with uh, normal price uh, of energy mm -hmm. and also responsible answer on European level. So mm -hmm. uh, I fully support uh, solar, wind, but uh, I'm sure it's not enough. It yeah. will be necessary also think, like Isabel said, about nuclear, about uh, new uh, diversification of gas supply, yeah. because we need this basic in uh, basic energy, which is complementary with uh, with uh, renewable. And yeah. here is very important that we follow this principle end, end, end. All yeah. sources of energy, uh, wind, solar, uh, hydro, uh, nuclear, sure. gas, and uh, not to have a crazy competition between these sources. It yeah. must be complementary. And through this and to, through real, to produce enough energy, we will reduce the price. Yeah. The price is so high in Europe because of big dependence on uh, sure. uh, Russian fossil fuels, which is not easy to replace in short term. And this, mm -hmm. these solutions must be short-term solution. Long-term solution must be normal normal market and, uh, and normal price of energy. Yeah, a lot of this is long-term or medium-term. What, what can we do? In the short term, what is, uh, as, as vice chair of the Regional Development Committee, what uh, what action can be taken now? What is action is being considered now in the Regional Development Committee? Right now, we are uh, actually, tomorrow, Thursday, we'll be voting in committee on the Repower EU. Ah. So we are moving very, very, very fast because we understand that we really need to have solutions on the ground rapidly. And mm -hmm. um, there's also, um, and this goes hand in hand with the, with the Recovery and Resilience Fund, that we are also rethinking on the new objectives of investment that the member states can uh, use those funds in mm -hmm. their the new modifications of the national plans. That means that the member states now can identify new priorities uh. and they will have rapidly funds to invest in in solutions so they, in terms of uh, yeah. in terms of uh, energy or or in terms of a, a injecting liquidity into the into the economy in terms of bringing the money into the company so mm -hmm. i really believe that the european union has really developed three very useful tools that they are very compatible and that they are bringing rapid solutions. But we need to be honest, and I think the citizens are all grown up and they understand that mm. in a crisis like we are right now, we yeah. are trying to develop the right solutions, but and I think Pascal has been very honest, they'll be facing difficulty times. We need to acknowledge that, yeah. and we need to constantly be thinking on the solutions to that. Okay, can we do a quick lightning round, final thoughts? Uh, can we reassure Europeans out there that we're doing as much as we can to, uh, to address this energy issue through uh, regional development? This Pascal? is a huge crisis and we have to face it and we have to react quickly. And we, we are doing that, like Isabella said, 
uh, tomorrow we will vote on um, the chapter uh, of cohesion policy in that Repower EU file. We will, which um, you negotiated? Which I'm actually um, at that time now I'm negotiating, and um, we are speaking about 27 billion of euro. Okay. Uh, this is the amount that cohesion policy could, um, um, uh, yeah, could could deliver, uh, and this is money that has to be now, um, yeah, put into the region and local authorities and and and, and that level. Because um, we could not uh, leave alone the households and the, and the SMEs. We have yeah. to help them and we must put that money into the markets in order to help them. Frank, final thought, Mr. Mayor. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, we are in energy war. This yeah. is not Christ, this is the war. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's very important that we keep unity, that we try to find common solutions and uh, either we buy gas or either we prepare repower and other things, connectivity between countries and uh, find a short-term solution through which it will be possible to survive uh, also economy this winter and uh, also next year and next winter. Uh, important time and as I said, it's very important that we invest a lot in this because this is not usual crisis, this is energy war. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Isabel, just quick final thought. I mean, it's not going to be an easy winter up ahead, but uh, we're working hard to uh, try to soften the blow. Right? I, I would say that we have a huge responsibility and we acknowledge it. And we as EPP are truly, truly identifying the priorities, which is the households, the SMEs, and also to make sure that the most vulnerable are covered. And we really need to be responsible in order to take the better solutions. And that's right, right now what we are doing. And I believe and I can and I'm, I'm certain that from the EPP perspective, we are we've got the right the right path and we, we, we hope we are able to uh, develop and deliver very fast. Isabel, Frank, Pascal, thank you very much. Thank you. And thanks thank you. to uh, everyone for being uh, with us on this EPP group talk here in the European Parliament. My name is Chris Burns. Uh, more information at EPP Group, more information at eppgroup.eu, and we'll see you next time. Thanks.